please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Brad. We pray that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 589, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation. So please call us today for a free quote. So Vic, today we're going to kind of talk through some changes that Disney has made as a result of the pandemic. And as you know, I don't think any business or any industry has not been touched by the pandemic in some way, at least. And Disney is no exception. Obviously, Disneyland still closed. That's just tragic. Um, at least Disney World is back open. You know, Disneyland, I feel sorry for them all the employees, all the people who want to go, who just can't. And it's just devastating. That, yeah, because that is something that we've talked about because Disneyland is a different entity than what we're used to at Disney World because it is primarily a locals park. Not that people don't go there, but it is primarily a locals park, like a Six Flags to us. Well, that's what Disneyland is to Southern California. And they rely on that for their entertainment. It has become a world destination, but it definitely was not intended in the beginning for that. Whereas I think Walt Disney World was more, they had the space to develop somewhere that people from all around the world could come there. And so, yeah, different purposes. So, yeah, I just, um, I do, my heart goes out to them because not only are all those employees not having jobs, but I'm sure that many people, that's why they buy those season passes, that's their entertainment for their kids, especially in the summertime. I mean, their weather's better than ours all the time. I, I'm still in my mind. I can't even fathom the fact that it has been 10 and a half months since they've been closed. It just, it doesn't seem possible. Yeah. It's like we're in some alternate reality that you would have never thought. And I'm sure they feel the same way. Sure. And, you know, even though Disney has made out of necessity, they had to make logistical and operational changes just to survive. Because of that, there are some changes that we actually do like that they've made from this. And so that's the topic of our show today. You know, some of the changes that Disney made, we're hoping that they stick with them and they keep them going forward, pandemic or not. These are some of the things we're gonna talk through today and we really hope these stick around. So we're gonna talk through some of these changes based on our own family's pre-pandemic experiences as compared to what we've experienced at Disney since the pandemic started. So for the first thing that I think you should talk about is you used to plan months and months in advance for a Disney World trip. While I'm not telling you not to do that, especially this year with the 50th anniversary, it isn't necessarily necessary past this year. I would say if you're talking about wanting to go October, November, December, yes, I would be planning now just because we are at a point because of the pandemic that we still have to make a park reservation. So if you're wanting to be there during any of that time, I would strongly encourage that. However, it's not the same anymore. And Vic, I remember the days where, I mean, you would 
have it down to the day, the 180 day mark, 6 a.m., you would get up because you're going to book our reservations, right? Your dining reservations, yeah. The dining reservations, you would have to do that in order to get them because there were so many people clamoring. You had to do it that way or otherwise you might not get really what you wanted. Now there's there's always last minute cancellations all the way up to the point, but you really want to try to secure those. And I just remember those days of you getting up, it was 180 days out at 6 a.m. Then 60 days out at 6 a.m., you'd have to get up and book our fast passes. Right. You know, those that kind of stuff is kind of gone by the wayside now. For right now, yeah. And I kind of hope they do something to try to not go back to having to do that because the unfortunate part is for people who are not strategists and they don't strategize their vacation like that 180 days out. And if you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So some people just show up there and they have no clue that they had to have made all these reservations 180 days out. I think in the situation that Disney is in right now, that bodes well for those kind of people who like to do that because you do, you really don't have to plan as much right now. You can kind of wing it more and get away with more than you used to. However, yes, it is now 60 days. It's like what the Fast Pass used to be. Yeah. 60 days out, you can get your reservations. So for instance, Cinderella's Royal Table, it is back open again. However, the experience has changed, but the price is not. So you're still paying to be in the castle, which we've never done. And honestly, I think that at some point we should do it just because the pictures that we've seen from there and from the people we've heard about, food's amazing, but the view is top notch. I feel like we definitely need to do that. But keep in mind, you're not seeing all the princesses that you used to see. You'll get to glance at Cinderella. She will come out because that's her castle and you will get to view her and be able to get a nice picture of her, but it won't be those character dining experiences that you've known in the past where she can hug you and really spend some time talking to you and getting to know you better in her character, which was always part of the deal. Uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed about the character meals. I know that's not necessarily your thing, Brad, but I think that you, even you enjoyed the character meals and seeing the kids interact. I do miss that. I hope that they do go somewhat back to that piece of it because that is some of the, the interaction is missing now with the way things are. But unfortunately, I think that's just part of the pandemic protocols. I just don't think they want to go there yet. They probably, they probably will go back somewhat. I don't know if they'll go back fully to what they were doing before. We'll see. Um, as far as the getting up 180 days out, part of me misses that just because it was fun to see if I could get my, you know, grant the wishes of you guys. I was always glad you did it, but there is no part of me that miss, that would miss getting up at 6 a.m. to do anything. Well, that's just, but that's just, that was the fun for me. Now for me, I get to get up and do it for other people besides, because now that, you know, I'm with your story, I have that ability to do that. I do kind of like the 60 days out. And I think for Disney, it's actually good because if something would happen and God forbid, we have to shut down the country again, they would only have 60 days worth of reservations that they would have to change. But now this 60 day you're talking about, fast passes are still out. You're not Correct. talking about fast passes. You're no. talking about restaurant reservations. Correct. Dining reservations have been changed to 60 days out, which used to be what the fast pass was. And the reason I point that out is because 
we have seen times when we were there, Vic, you know, these poor people come who didn't know and they end up having to wait in three and four hour long lines because they didn't secure fast passes. Well, with the way things are right now, you really don't have that because there is no fast passes. It's kind of a level playing field for everyone right now. Correct. Now that's a probably eventually going to go back somewhat. I did like the fast passes, but you were always having to like work at it and hawk it, hawk the app to get what you wanted. Right. I do like the level playing field for sure. Yeah. But I really do think that at first when I heard what, I don't have a hundred, I can't do this 180 days out, but logistically until this pandemic is leveled out, like they for sure know that we, our numbers aren't going up and down and up and down the way that they are. Disney's safer leaving it at 60 days. And honestly, I wouldn't care if they left it at 60 days. I think it gives everybody a fairer shot. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll have to see how it plays out. And I did want to mention this for anybody who doesn't, you know, hasn't booked a trip. First of all, I'm not saying this just because I'm a travel agent. I'm saying this because, first of all, I love booking trips for people because you don't, most people don't believe this, but I have just as much fun booking your trip and living vicariously through you. In fact, I have people right now that are at Disney World on a trip and I've been checking with them all day, making sure everything's okay I don't need to do anything for them and that it's fun and they're sending me pictures and letting me know what they've eaten and it's just a lot a lot of fun to do that I can attest to this because you you live vicariously through your clients that you book for like you just love to do that well you become my Disney family and I want to make sure that I fulfill your needs you know because it's not about me it's about filling your story that's why we're called your story travel because we're the guides but we're trying to write your memories with you along with you to meet your specific needs. And everybody's are different because some families are very ride driven. Then you have some people like our friend that we ate dinner with last week. She's like, I wanna go on a trip like you guys talked about where you didn't necessarily go in the parks, but you visited all the cool uh, places that Disney has to offer that's not within the park. And so that is one of the cool things about having an agent. So not trying to push myself too much, but I just wanna let you know that that is something that you get with us is you don't have to pay for that. It is um, something that is complimentary to you. The cost is paid for by Disney. It does not cost you any more. You could look online and and look at the trip price and then call me and ask me the trip price. I'm going to tell you the exact same thing. Um, Disney just gives me a portion of that money instead of ha them having one of their people do it. And the cool thing about that is a lot of times we're local to you or we can spend more time with you personally to get to know you better than their agents can because they're on a time limit. And Disney's happy to do that because it's giving them business. Correct. They're more than happy to give you guys a slice of the money because you're right. giving them business that they otherwise would not get. So yeah, back to where we started with this, I apologize. You thought I was crazy and I used to get up 188 days out. I would know in advance. Um, everybody picked their favorite restaurant and a lot of us had some of the same restaurants that were our favorites. And then we tried to book from there. And it was always like a win for me. It was like playing a game to see if I could get the restaurant that we wanted on the day that we wanted it. And uh, even to get it at the time we want was even a lot of fun. All right, next up on the list, Vic, uh, I definitely have an opinion on this one. We'll talk <laughs> about it. There are no pre-dawn wake up calls. Praise Jesus. And he is saying that in wholeheartedly and not being disrespectful. I just remember the days where, you know, we would rope drop the thing and we would have to get up at 4.30 a.m. Christmas morning. Christmas morning, mind you. Merry Christmas, everyone. 4.30 a.m. Hmm. 
I think I caught Santa on the way out a couple of times. <laughs> I just, to me, it's really early. It's devil's hour. Anything, anything before eight is devil's hour, really, to me. <laughs> you know, I'm nine. <laughs> Probably now it's nine. But, you know, you don't have this anymore because they don't, they're trying to limit crowds gathering in one place. So they've kind of done away with this. The, the park hours start much later now. They don't like people congregating due to the, you know, the pandemic and, you know, social distancing. They're trying to, to get away from that, which this is one of the things I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. We don't have to worry about getting up at 4.30 a.m. to make it somewhere. This is one of the ones I really hope that stick. And also, just a side note, things like rides, like used to for Rise of the Resistance, if you weren't there at rope, if you weren't at the park at rope drop, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Vic, to get your secured boarding group, you didn't ride the ride that day. You had to be on site. That's correct, right? Well, you had to be at Hollywood Studios. That's what I mean. You had to be there. So that's changed a little bit, obviously. Yeah. So now, as long as you are, I think it's in Orlando because we had the Barnum family that just got back and they weren't. They were close to property, but they weren't right on property. But because they knew that the um, the app could tell that they were had a reservation for the day, they made the thing from the condo in the morning. Yes, I have read a couple of comments in preparation for this show where people have said, oh, now you just make sure you're up at seven. It still is early. You have to get up to get in a boarding group, but you're doing that from your resort or wherever you are. You don't have to be at that park to get it. But a lot of people, Brad, don't think that that's the devil's hour because some of us, you know, Kaylee and I are out the door before seven every day. <laughs> it's true. But again, 7 a.m. from from your condo where you're sleeping or your hotel is a much different story than getting on the transportation, making it to the park by seven. It's a much bigger hassle. Yeah, and I remember the one day, uh, the one Christmas that we were up. The funny thing about this, listeners, is you don't know this backstory about Kaylee and Joey because we didn't do the podcast way back. But Kaylee and Joey, at, when they were little, little, even though they weren't the best sleepers, they didn't necessarily get up early, which was a blessing for us because Kaylee hardly slept through the night until kindergarten and then school kind of kicked her hind in and, and she sleeps now and even back then. But there were Christmases that we used to have to wake them up at 9.30 and be like, Santa came, Santa came. Then we went to Disney World and they're not small children anymore. They're teenagers and we're waking up at 4.30 in the morning so that we can get to the Magic Kingdom. And at that time, the train was running, which I know it isn't right now. And they used to have, before the pandemic, they used to have a little show too. And actually I think the show went away before the pandemic, but they would bring Santa in on the train. So that was a huge deal. And you wanted to be there because you didn't want to miss that. So um, I'm sure that Brad is very happy. He never really, really complained because it was so fun for us. But um, yeah, I know that you're happy about this, Brad. It's just as much fun, but you were very good about it. It's not that I cannot do early, but it's a mental event that I have to prepare for. I have to know in advance and I have to be mentally prepared that I'm going to be getting up at 4.30 a.m. Otherwise, it doesn't go so well. <laughs> and I'm very quiet in the morning. Like, I don't do lots of talking and I don't like to hear lots of talking. It's quiet ride on the way to school with dad. <laughs> so 
when people when we got to the park and we were in line and you had the chatty Cathy's wanting to talk you talk to you I was like please just be quiet this is downtime right now we're not in the park yet it's our day's not even started and you're already I'm not even mentally processing what you're saying just I can't so next on our list is that characters are not as hidden away as they have been in the past behind lines and parades they just can't be and we touched on this a little bit in the first one we talked about about characters correct now with the the cavalcades have made a big difference i believe they're not the big parades like they used to be they're just a portion of the parade is what they are like a section of it like just minnie and mickey donald and goofy and just the princesses were um at halloween they had just some of the characters from what would have been Mickey's Not So Scary, but didn't get to happen because of pan the pandemic. And the same thing at Christmas, they had little sections of the Christmas parade. At first, I was thinking that that was not a good thing, but the more that I've seen it happen on both vlogs and listened to people on, are read from people's blogs, and we actually got to experience it, I really hope this stays because long gone will the days be of us having to wait two to three hours to find the perfect spot and then have Kaylee get mad or angry because somebody parked themselves in front of us or tried to put their kid in front of her because they thought that they deserved it, even though they just showed up. And the point there is people do wait sometimes a long time to get those prime spots for the parades and the, you know, stuff like that. And it's fine as long as other people around you have been there that long, but when somebody shows up five minutes before the thing starts and thinks they're going to cut in front of you, that's when it's that's when it really goes off the rails. And it's like, no, you're ruining my magic. You don't get to ruin my magic just because you want your magic. Right. And a lot of it has to do with barriers and different continents and how they handle things, because a lot of places don't have a bubble that they feel like you need a personal bubble or a personal space that you need. But in our country, we're very big about that even before the pandemic. And so as we found out when we went to New York and some other places, because you're coming from places all over the world and you don't know how things are there, you don't understand that. And so that has really been the biggest problem with that. However, the cavalcades have totally eliminated this. Yes, I did see at Christmas time, probably more people closer together than they should have been. But as we have found out since, as long as you're wearing the mask and we know that the cavalcade was not more than 15 minutes because they timed them perfectly so that they weren't, then you're away from those people. And most of the time, the people that they were close to were families that were all together. So I, I really am for them keeping this. I'm not sure how the cast members feel about it, but I like it. Yeah, I really hope this is one I hope they keep as well, for sure. All right, next on our list. This one probably won't stay, even though I want it to. Capacity is capped, and I think that's currently a result of the pandemic. Again, they don't want too many people congregating in one location, and the more people they let in, the more likely that is to happen. So it's not been horrible the times we've been there so far in the pandemic, but as they ramp up allowing more and more people in, I think it could be start becoming an issue again. I don't know. So I need to... Um make sure I clarify this. There is a capacity cap, or there was a capacity cap prior to the pandemic. It just was a larger number. Magic Kingdom could hold um, 100,000 people. So currently they're supposed to be at 35%. I think you're correct in guessing that it's not gonna stay this way. However, I think until we have the pandemic under control 
and vaccinations have been given to every person that wants them and does, you know, and should have them like the essential workers and stuff like that and the elderly and everything until that we've seen how those results all play out. I hope I can't speak for Disney, but I hope that Disney will stay at least 50% or below. And I believe that they can because many continents are not even allowing travel right now. So if we're just working within our own country, then I think we should be okay. That's my personal opinion. I'm not a doctor, but I've also taught in school for 87 days now when everybody said it, not, it couldn't be done. So I'm saying that I think it can be done because honestly, I think Disney is even safer than we are at school. And I don't mean that we don't have things in place. I just think Disney is doing everything physically possible. We don't, the one thing that we don't do just because it would be too hard every morning is to take temperatures of our kids every day. Disney's doing that. Yeah. Disney's doing that. We have hand sanitizer, but Disney has it, what, every 12, 15 feet or something? Yeah, it's like a trash can. Sanitizer and trash cans are now every so many steps. That is my hope. But yeah, I think that while we're not traveling out of the country right now, I hope that Disney doesn't go above 50% just because they're still making money and the cast members are having their jobs. They have been able to bring, we're noticing that they're bringing more back at 35%, which means if they went up to 50%, they'd be able to bring even more people back. Correct. I just think that's where we set ourselves up for failure when we try to rush things too much. Yeah, you'll have to give us a fresh perspective because you're going to be heading on down to Disney again later in February. Right. With Kaylee. So you'll have to give us the lowdown on what you think. That'll be the second or third time you will have been in Disney during the pandemic, correct? The second time in the parks during the pandemic, and then all of us at Christmas time were outside of the parks, but still on Disney property. Right. Um, again, very safe situation. So I just think that if we adhere to these rules, and honestly, Kaylee said this before, that other countries have used masks in the past, I'm thinking that's not such a bad idea because my class has some of the best attendance of any classes I've ever had. And that says something for the masks. Obviously, they're blocking out a lot of things. They're blocking out flu and colds and yeah, strep. I'm not an anti-masker. You know, I wear my mask. I still personally hear so many conflicting things. I really don't know how effective it is. Like, I just don't know. It's not that I'm anti-mask, I just don't know. Right. Oh, and I get that. I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, you're not going to tell me to wear a mask. I'm not that person. Although I'm just saying, I don't know how effective it is. It may not be effective at all, but if it's not effective at all, then I'm no worse off than I was before. But if it's even 10% effective, there's a 10% more chance that I may not get something. That's how I approach that. It's just like everything else. You have to try it to see how it is. And we know that in Asia, they've been doing this for years and years and years. So, and they've had good results from it. And like I said, this is probably the best attendance I've ever had. And that's crazy to say in a pandemic. Capacity was always kept to some extent, but I think that they need to lower the percentage is the bottom line. I think they need to lower it below the 100% for sure for a while until this is all under control. Yep. So the next one is, it's easier to slow down and enjoy the moment. And I have to agree, I, and it might've been because we didn't have our adult children with us, I don't know, because we went, again, we went on the adult trip, which we did pop-ups for, so hopefully listeners that you've heard that, if not, you can go back and look back if you're a newer listener and uh, look for that show. We did pop-ups in the park with our friends that we went. It was a lot slower paced, 
when we were waiting in the line, the lines weren't as long. It wasn't as hot because you're spread out. Again, that goes along with the personal space that we were talking about at the parades. Yeah, our trips are way different now than they used to be back when we first really started going heavily back in 2009. Right. I mean, we used to just bam, bam, bam all day long as hard and as fast as, as we could going to these parks and, and running to rides. And, you know, our trips have changed a lot. You know, we're 12 years older. That has something to do with it. <laughs> um, but I'm just much more comfortable with just taking it all in enjoying it because you know when we were first going like back in 2009 we never envisioned that we would get hooked and want to come back as often as we do so yeah we did go and do do as much as we possibly could but now we have the mentality of we're probably going to go back several hundred more times hopefully in our lifetime so it makes you change your perspective on you don't have to do every single thing in every single trip when you have that mentality. Right, and we are enjoying the things more and we would go to one of the relaxation stations, take off the mask, chill, talk about what we had just done, kind of like relive it in our minds or something so it was fresh there. Um, we did a couple pop-ups that way when we were taking breaks and stuff. So there are so many cool ways, but if I understand that not everybody is as blessed as we are and get to go as often as we do. However, if you get to that point where you know that you're going to be coming once a year or once every other year or something to that effect, then you can enjoy what you are able to do. And right now, you're mostly able to do everything. We did pretty much everything that we wanted to do on our trip in the fall, and the park was less hours. And you can watch vlogs or read blogs from people about the same thing. They go in there and they say, okay, we're gonna try to ride all the top rides. And then when they ride the ones that are usually most crowded, then they switch to the, the least, you know, the rides that people wanna ride, but they, they're okay missing those rides. And then they're like, oh, I still have some time. I think I'll go see, like in Magic Kingdom, I'll go see Mickey's Magic, the Tiki Room, the, the Country Bears. So it can be done now. You just have to go in your, go with the mindset that the things you want to do, make a list of the most wanted to do things, and then go, go from there. So very true. So very true. I agree with all that. And I do like the slowing down and enjoying the moment. So Vic, from everything to the, from the touchless bag check process and the overabundance of hand sanitizer stations now across Disney World, which those things are probably here to stay, hopefully. Those, those are a good thing. Now, the temperature checks and the mandatory face masks, they might moderate away from that in time. We shall see. But like we talked about during this show today, there's some other pandemic era changes that we, we talk through that we really hope they keep because they're just a fresh take on it. And we hope they stick around. And I don't know if I told, told you this or not, Vic, but there's there's been several times when I've been standing, and this was pre-pandemic, when you know, I was standing in long lines waiting for rides. And this is just how I am, because this is part of my job. I'm a programmer system analyst. So my the nature of my job is to analyze systems to try to make them better. So I'm standing there in this long line a couple of times and I'm thinking, how can this be made better? How in the world can Disney re-engineer such a gargantuous system to make it better, to make it virtual, to make it more efficient? I mean. You, and in my mind, I'm thinking they would almost have to shut down for at least a period of time 
to make all these changes. Well, guess what? Pandemic hits and they don't have a choice but to shut down. And so I think they leveraged as much as they could from that shutdown to try to get some things converted over to what they probably knew needed to happen for a long time. In which those are the things we kind of talked about today. Virtual cues, you know, things like that. Not having to have people get up at 4.30 a.m. to try to eliminate, you know, congregation of masses of people. I think some of those things were born out of necessity due to the pandemic, but I was thinking about them a few years ago, like how do you reset a system like this that's so gargantuous and without shutting it down? And you really can't, and they ended up having to shut it down, but it wasn't their choice, it was the pandemics. The pandemic forced them in this case. So I really hope they do keep some of these things we talked about today. Um, I think it's better. I think it's a better guest experience. Might not have been the way Disney would have chosen to do it because they their hand was forced again, but I really do hope they keep them because some of them are really good. Yeah, for instance, you did bring up, we touched on this a little bit with virtual cues. Um, I feel like, especially for the newer rides, they really need to keep those virtual cues where people make their line and then they can go do something else. Because as we reported in our trip report, how helpful that was that uh, when we were at Disney Springs, we had a virtual queue line and we could have went shopping somewhere else if we wanted to. Now we chose to slow down and just, as some people say, smell the roses. We just enjoyed the people watching and the ambiance of Disney Springs while we waited for our turn to go into the store and look for souvenirs. I think that Disney, I know they can't do it for every ride, but I really think for some of those bigger rides, they definitely need to keep that. For sure. I think they'll find it to be a good thing as long as, long as they have their uh, tech guys like you on board. Yeah, because if you're not prepared to deal with that, like you could go out of business like quick. Yeah, and you have to have tight security too. So that's where an IT job is really important for Disney. Yes. Well, listeners, I hope that you've enjoyed our conversation of the pandemic changes and how we hope some of them will st stick around because they have made a positive spin to Disney. Never did we think or even thought we would say something like this when the pandemic hit. Say, oh, I wish you would, Disney would have taken away the parades or I wish, you know, that the parks opened later or different things like that, or they would reduce the capacity. But now that we're seeing how it's keeping everyone safe and, and the country's still being able to run, you know, we felt like this was a necessary episode. We hope you found it useful. Feel free to comment on it. We would appreciate it. A few final reminders before we sign off. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, all you got to do is, is email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can email me, V-I-C-K-I-E, Vicky, dot black at yourstorytravel.com. Or you can call me at 636-373-4497. You can make a reservation for a small refundable deposit of $200 and hold that in place. Um, we've talked about this before. If you're thinking about taking a trip and you want to kind of secure that, $200 will hold it and you can get that money back as long as you cancel your reservation within 30 days if you change your mind or something comes up. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, 
the Mousecapades podcast, or on our Instagram, your story travel underscore Vicky Black, V I C K I E B L A C K, all lowercase altogether. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, Brad, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Just keep swimming. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>